everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of the Rich Cheese Radio Podcast, your place for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. My name is Schmidt, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy. You guys know him. You love him. Mr. Brodinky. Bro, what's up, man? Uh, you know, just uh, cruising through another week here. Second episode in a few days, so it's always uh, it's always <laughs> a little weird because you don't really get much news in between. You know, yes. it, it's funny because, like, for example, the last one we had so much because you had a few extra days worth, and now you you have less because you only I have know. you only have so much time in between. Two <laughs> but, we're a little we're a little light and a little sparse. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, just been been uh, you know, uh, getting involved in the uh, Musk versus Zuck. You know, checking out the threads. Oh yes, See, seeing what's what you, up with that. Are you on Threads? I I am. I I just I just broke my three thousand thread follower. <laughs> three thousand already in not like bad cruising along days. here. But uh, it's days. it's okay. It's literally just Twitter, too. That's everybody's trying to make it out to be something it's not, and I I just I'm having a, a more of a fun time kind of laughing at that. Like yeah, there's a ton yeah. of posts like this is like old social media. Well, there's no negativity here. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Give it like <laughs> yeah. Three Twitter was seconds. that way too before it got toxic and you know, weird. <laughs> it's like when you go to the party and everybody, you know, the unwritten rules, right? No politics, no religion. Yeah. And then one person is too much, and next thing you know, here we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then people are leaving. That's exactly what this is about to be. But it's just so funny to see all these posts and. uh and also, like you, you see the um, because there's no like formal ads yet. You see like these you, every single social media manager for every company is on there, just like trying to like drum up cheap engagement. Like they all of a sudden, I, I think in the first night of being on there, I, I saw like five or six different like established brands, like a like let's say like a Starbucks or somebody. All, oh, you know, just just posing these questions to to generate, um, yeah, clicks and clicks and 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 responses. Oh, what's your favorite late night snack? I'm like, how did you all arrive at this question on the same day, at the mm-hmm. same time? Because mm-hmm. you were just desperate <laughs> for metrics. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 they're trying to. It, well, it's 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 like when if you remember that uh, that chat app that came out during COVID. Where where all the watch people got on it was like it was oh, a way clubhouse, yes, ah yeah, it was like that, you know, I mean, yeah. and maybe it will be like that, who knows? But clubhouse was like a, a you know flash in the pan. I could you know? I could see this being that maybe. It, it it's it's look if you want to be on if you want to do the Twitter thing, you just go to Twitter, right? I mean that's just kind of you know. It's like just the thing. It's already exists. It's just very funny. You see all these people posting like the 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 same the same memes you would use for like oh like something better and like it, it's the exact same ones. They just put threads and Twitter in it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I guess. But like, but but again, you know, there therein lies my point. It's like Twitter used to be the same way. You know, like it used to feel new and fresh and cool, and everyone was doing sending out tweets, and then like. The internet, internet it. You know what I mean. And then it's gonna do its right, thing. We can't like, have anything nice. Exactly, like you said, somebody's gonna come to the party and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna 
you know, pour alcohol in the punch, you know, <laughs> they're just going to watch the world burn. So, I mean, it, just give it a moment before everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's 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 like old school social media. Like, yeah, before it got ruined by corporatism, greed and just piece of crap you, people. You're like, no, this is this is the exact same app you already have. It's just <laughs> you just don't follow the same people yet. That That's all it is. But yeah. You yeah. know, checking it out, kind of trying to have some fun with it, poke some fun at do you, the folks. Do you tweet from the Brodinky account? Uh, I I mostly just make observations. I like okay. to poke fun at things and and or um, I, I, I I don't have Twitter, and uh, you know how I am with social media. So I'm like a grandpa well, the, when it comes. I don't, to I don't have media. I don't have Twitter. I have, I only have a thread because it's linked okay. directly, which is nice because then. I don't have to establish myself on there. I'm already established from Instagram. So that's why I see. I see. You know, I it's you. like an automatic uh, like in, you know what I mean? And, and you can select like if you're coming over, you can select follow everybody I follow here if they have this and it'll automatically put them in your ah, feed. Now, okay. the only thing that sucks is there's no way to control what you see. And this is like the fatal flaw so far is that everything you see is either kind of just tossed at you you know via algorithm or stuff that people you you were following or know interact with i see so you could you, so it's so either you, artificial or forced right so i i open it and i just see like celebrity posts like these stupid giant spam accounts like that that just post nothing all like shit posting accounts that just yeah, post yeah. garbage all day long that people laugh at like see a lot of that and then i see like the the we don't have ads yet posts that are that are attempting to be ads and like you know plant the seed even though they're they're just subtle like i saw when it was like it was just starbucks and it just said it was like you know like star shakes ice coffee star like yeah okay we get it you're like this is basically like trying to place an ad without having the yeah. capability to do that I, I see what you're doing here like i don't i don't want this so i was like <laughs> you know if there was like a tab where i could just do like the just following or something like that that would be ideal I'm sure it's coming. Like I'm sure that's the big feedback yeah, right now. Yeah, but it's also probably not coming because corporate stuff, right? Who knows? Yeah, Zuckerberg's too busy doing jujitsu. So, dude, I'm ready for this fight. Okay, <laughs> this this fight will break the internet. Literally, <laughs> this the two loaded, internet titans uh, will just come together. The, like, the Paul brothers are, are out of a job now because nobody cares about their beefs. Now, that yeah, they, yeah. But you know what? It's not even so much as a beef. It's just like, hey, you want to fight? Yeah, let's fight. Okay. Like, like that to me, it's just like the ultimate showdown. Because there's no beef. It's just like I challenge you it's as a just man a pissing to contest. fight. I, <laughs> but the whole world is gonna watch it. Uh, and they're training. I'm, like, I'm excited for this. I don't even like fighting. Like, I don't do the UFC, MMA. Like, I don't do any of that. You know, I think there was a fight last night or something. A buddy of mine told me about it. I'm like, I don't I don't watch this stuff. I will pay top dollar to see this fight. Because <laughs> I want to know who wins. Speaking of beefs and threads, how funny was I sent you yesterday. I had to j- double check to see if that was a real thing. <laughs> yes. Because beefs, this threads is, is already getting spicy here yeah. in the... Yeah, the yeah. horology was that was that on threads 
It is, and it's okay, there. Okay. It's real. Like I had to double check. I thought somebody was like, because it's a very basic layout. It's like black background, white text. Like you could easily just fake that stuff. Yeah. But so Timex makes a post, something along the lines of, "We don't just make watches for your your grandparents," or just FYI, or something like that. Or this is a good time to mention we don't just make watches for your grandparents. And of all the people, Mister <laughs> Jones watch comments. Are you sure? <laughs> but then there was their response, right? We're like, we're like 90% sure or yeah, 95%. Go, yeah, but that's just trying to save face because you got roasted. Like it was a simple <laughs> roast, but it was super it's like Pokemon, super effective. You got yeah, super effective. Your dude got wet, you're done. Yeah, Next. exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, man, that was uh it was uh when you sent it to me, I was like, I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait, what is this? And that's what I meant. That's when I commented, I was like wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's like there's beef between the watch brands. Dude, I was, the, I was the courts, dying. The quartz titans are going after each yeah, other. <laughs> I was dying. It was really oh, good. Man. But so that was, uh, that's been my, my threads experience so far. Um, I'll, I'll let you, I'll keep you updated. Uh, you know, come check it out. You know, come, <laughs> come follow me if you're, you're doing that whole thing. Um, Mr. Jones, your social media intern uh, needs a race. Or <laughs> <laughs> to be fired. We'll find out. <laughs> but now you got to back it up. You got to release even more cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the benefit I, I see of it is, is that I've, I always had to toy with the idea because people are like, People are like, dude, you know, we, we want to know like more about like what's going on with you, like as far as like what you, what you got and like what you're wearing and what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, but like I don't want to spam my feet up with that because like it's it's kind of a one it's kind of one thing, you know what I mean? So I'm like, mm-hmm, oh, maybe I can mm-hmm. use this as like an offshoot where I can like be more interactive with people and like put more of that stuff out there. Uh yeah, I see. Without I see, detracting I see. from like the humor and the. I like to keep things focused over there. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. George Costanza says you don't want to, you know, you got to keep your world separate. That is true. You do have to keep your world separate. So maybe, maybe that'll be a, a nice, a nice avenue of sorts. But um, <laughs> aside from that, yeah, uh, I, I did get a, uh, I did get hit up for a, a consult for an article recently. So that's exciting. So, oh, it's about, can you, can you drop a little breadcrumb or is that, that um, as much as you can it, tell us? It involves uh, it involves uh, Grail watches, and that's that's pretty much it. But um, okay, okay. But more more or less like like make some picks and submit them type of thing, and then okay. uh, they're, they're gotcha. going to do some do some stuff with it. You know, I I tried to keep it. Uh, I try to take it from my own lens and sort of do uh like ones that I actually want, like not not ones that I think the community would approve of or not ones that yeah. are like the ones default. that are realistic and that you actually want to own. Well, even I went, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. They're all, I went large on all of them. Okay. But, okay. Okay. You know, I, I didn't want to f- fall into lockstep and, and give the grails for the community or yeah, the, the yeah. default go-tos, you know, like I, I don't, I don't have a Nautilus or anything. Yeah. You know, um, there's no Royal Oak in there. Um, that's as far as I'll go. But I, I, you know, I got some sick stuff and I, I tried to pick ones that are, are a little bit nuanced and a little, um, you know, references, specific references within collections. Like I, I didn't just say, like, for example, I wouldn't just say, oh, Submariner. Like I would say, OK, like, you know, maybe it's the, the, the Connery sub or something like, you know, like a specific one that has some provenance as opposed to mm-hmm, like, just mm-hmm. let me throw you a reference number and. Do what, do what you want with it. 
but um you know i i always like sort of sort of challenges like that and um well you know we'll see well i think it's if the due date is in a few days i already got it in but if the if the due date's in a few days I, probably by the end of the month i would think is this a print or is this a uh, pr uh like publication online it's uh it's yeah, it's it's online okay okay but it's uh it's a, it's a pretty big one so pretty neat pretty neat um yeah after that long-winded bit um how are things by you guy <laughs> uh you know not too bad not too bad uh did some more grilling out this weekend uh some more time in the pool with the kiddo making her summer dreams come true as much as i can uh but getting ready to head out on another trip um but here you know surviving thriving living the life and getting tan while i do it so very I'm, nice I'm for that i'm here for that it's hot as hell here. <laughs> oh, it's hot as hell. All right. Um, I guess we'll saunter into our limited amount of new stuff because, again, our, our last episode was basically all of that. So um, we will start. We'll start with our good friends over at Zodiac because there was an inter interesting phenomenon. They, they, they had an ad about these Super Seawolf ceramics, right, a model you and I both like very much. And uh, we've seen one formally so far, right? We've seen the black bezel, blue dial. Yes. Right? Yes. And now we're getting teased with some newer ones and seeing as it's summer and what Zodiac does best is color. It's summer. Yep. Right? They make the... Like, if I lived in an environment where it was summer all the time, like like SoCal, I feel like I would, I would, I would probably only wear things like Zodiac and Fairer because, like, <laughs> I wouldn't need it. Hey, we're going to talk about both of those. Hey, hey. coincidence, no. right? Uh, but yeah, so they have some new stuff coming out in ceramic. Um, there are some sneaky posts that you can derive these watches from within, uh, I guess, the Zodiac community. But we've seen so far yeah. a sort of minty watermelon -y type dial with a, do you think it's a, a gray or a white? They look like they're white. white right? I think it's white. It's yeah. either very, it's either white or very pale gray, but it looks like it's white. And white seems to be the common thread here, right? Yes. As far as yes. bezels go, yeah. Because the, the original teaser was the zodiac ceramics, right? In plural, and uh, it was teased, showed up, and then it magically went away. Oh, love, so a, little, I'm love a little sauce. A, love a little. We had a little, uh, little. Uh, insta leak on accident somebody got their dates mixed up for when they should post stuff but i saw it and i <laughs> wake up <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically uh i saw it and then uh i was trying to show you today and then i was like well where is it <laughs> can't find it uh and all the posts have been removed so uh either it was just a snapshot on a story or something like that um or not but who knows but uh as far as i can tell everything that is related to that post is has been removed but regardless, we're getting a few new watches. They look fantastic, and they are right in line for summer. Yeah, so we're looking at sort of a, a minty green dial, what it looks like a white dial, and I think a black dial or a dark blue navy maybe. But I think, nice. it's, a, I think it's a navy dial. Okay, that would make sense because that's kind of their their scheme. They get because they have a, a like a baby blue strap on it, and they yes. like to do the navy and baby blue type of thing. Yes, yes. And then you yes. got sort of the creamsicle look, which is their thing, and sort of a watermelon look, which is their thing, but all white bezels. And uh, 
ceramic. I think the, I think they're white. So I think that they're all full white ceramic bezels and all full white ceramic cases. They they do look like ceramic cases because they are very matte and they they do match the bezel. So I I do think you are correct about that as well, which is which is nice. It's going to be a a nice light summery watch, man. That that might be a winner. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That might it's a. And- uh, from what I saw, I immediately loved them. I'm sad that we really can't reference them 100% right now because they're kind of hard photos to find. Um, but I think the community is really going to like them. And I'm and I'm glad that Zodiac is doing a lot of cool stuff in innovative materials. There's not really a whole lot of brands, especially at their price point, that are offering full ceramic pieces. And this, I think, is a really interesting uh, value proposition for sure. It's very cool. And I think I think the the other one, isn't that a that's a chronometer, right? Um, I have to double check. Let me before I say yes, let me just do my due diligence. I believe that it is, but I want to make sure that I don't uh, mislead anybody with the wrong information. So let's see here. Spec spec catfishing. You know. I mean, look. If you're gonna if you're gonna say it, you might as well say it correctly, right? Uh, let's see here. Come on, come on, come on. Yes, it is a chronometer. Uh-huh. That is correct. So maybe these will have that little treatment too. I mean, that's you know adding to it's the, ver- uh, it's, the value. Prop. It's very, very, very possible. But I mean, it's crazy. It's like the full ceramic that they already have is sixteen ninety five. That has to be one of the least expensive ceramic watches on the entirety of the market. Like that is impressive. Very impressive. So I don't know, man. Worth Zodiac a look. Is doing some cool stuff. Yeah, worth absolutely a worth a look. Are you kidding me? This is uh it's it's uh pretty important. Big milestones for, for Zodiac and the fossil group. Yeah. All right. And since I since I already went there, I guess I'll just I'll just stay there. Um, <laughs> Fair has a 39 millimeter GMT that appears to be a limited edition called the Palmer. And from what I'm seeing, it is a white dial and you're getting the, the little bits of color that we, we, we always like and appreciate from them. It's, you know, an orange second hand. You're getting sort of some turquoise blue. Um. A GMT hand and numerals around the the inner track there, and uh, you know it's a it's a little sterile for what what we're used to from them. But overall, it's it's still a neat package. It looks really good. The size looks really yeah. good. I like that they use the my favorite uh, Bell and Ross circular date window. That <laughs> it's at three yes. in this case, but still very effective. I, I and and well integrated, well yeah, integrated, for very sure. well integrated. Yeah, it, it it honestly fits perfectly in. Uh, in line with the the GMT, but uh, scale. But um, in the picture, it, it is a little weird though because uh, they do only even numbers around the GMT scale, so two four, and in this case, oh, you know, is, I didn't notice that six is skipped because yeah. it's where th- the date goes. But in this case, the next one is eight, and the date is on eight, so it looks a little <laughs> weird. But <laughs> yeah, now that you're saying that, I see exactly right. what you're talking about. But I'm it won't sure otherwise be that way. It I'm sure otherwise it'll way. look just fun. It just yeah, looks funny yeah. right now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That is that is hilarious. 
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But this is, I don't know how limited this is or if this is a, uh, Maybe a, a start of a new a new line here that we're going to see more of these, and maybe this is just. I, kind of the, I would kind imagine of the, it's probably going to be something that kind will, of the flagship model expanded. Yeah, we'll expand into the collection, and it's interesting because they 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 call this one almost Bauhaus because it does have a lot of Bauhaus design elements to it. Um, it feels very kind of you know nomosy in its design language, but it's yeah. obviously very fairer for sure. Um. But it's cool, man. I like the watch a lot. It looks like it's going to be a strap monster too. You know, Farrah always incorporates color really well, and and uh, you know they have so many different strap members that options that that will coincide with this very well. And uh, I like it, and I like the fact that it's a very simplistic GMT. I feel like so many brands when they think about GMT watches, they feel like they have to be sports watches with bezels. And How like all many time stuff. zones can we track? It's like, look, dude, nobody's tracking two times. Nobody's tracking more than two time zones. I've yet to meet anybody in my entire life of sales experience that is tracking more than two time zones using their GMT. I met a guy who didn't even know that his GMT watch could do two time zones. I mean, that's freaking hmm. embarrassing. He's like, yeah, I just bought it because that's the Rolex that people told me to buy. I'm like, I hate you so much. Right now. Like, well, it's, a, it's a good pick. It's my like friend, it's got but, a uh... black and a blue thing on it, and uh, it's on the face. And then he's like, it's got an extra hand, but I don't know what it does. I'm like, I was like, it's it's a GMT. He goes, yeah, yeah. It says that on the dial, but I don't know what that is. I'm like, it means Sir. you can track two time zones at the same time. He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you can set it the big hand to 24 hour time or a separate time zone where we travel or business. He goes, are you kidding me? I had that capability this whole time, but I travel all over the place. And I was, I almost felt bad for him, but I didn't because he was an asshole. Sir, this isn't a GMT. This is a Rolex. Yes, exactly. That is the quintessential response. But we digress getting back to the fair. Um, I like it. I think it's very cool. And for those of you who are listeners who haven't gotten out there and 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 looked at Ferrer, go do it. Especially right now during the summer, like their watches are so ready for something. so ready for something. Oh, I keep coming back to this Aquamatic man. I know it's not what we're talking about, but <laughs> every time I go on their page, I just see it, and it's like. I just want to be where the watch is, you know, in Belize or like in the Maldives and doing some diving and just that's the watch, you know, it's cool. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's go over to, so Nevada Grinchin has a, this one's a bit of a, I don't know if it's a head scratcher. What is it? Because it's called the gray glow and it has a very nice shade of gray for the dial. Yes. Right, and it's a it's I would the depth that, master, yeah. which I I like the depth master a lot. I'm a big fan yeah. of depth master. Right, it's a cool package, cool aesthetics. You know, you're getting a thousand meter diver, pretty neat. Right, the the dimensions mm-hmm, are really good. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, okay, so I bet when you loom this thing up, it's gonna be the, a torch. Maybe maybe the <laughs> dial's gonna glow a different color from the loom or something. That's what or, I assumed it right, too. and then and then it just kind of looks like a normal watch. Because it is a normal watch, yeah. The only like... the only thing that I can find that is related to the gray glow aspect of it is just the simple fact that the text also glows in gray or in the in the color, and 
this kind of, I mean, aesthetically, great looking watch. I think it looks good. It's, I just don't, you know, it's just the... like from a funk, from like a, a big standpoint about like going out and buying this and, and, and being this huge novelty, it's kind of a mail it in for me. Well, like at least if they did the, the glow colored loom, I would understand. Like if they did, like Oris did on those those models where the the loom the loom is already a bit colored in the the shade that it's going to loom up into and it looks yeah, like it's yeah. on during the daytime. I would understand. Okay, gray glow, sure, fine. Yeah, yeah. But it but it's, it looks it's, like it's, it's just, white. just <laughs> normal superluminova. Yeah. And the only thing that's different is the fact that technically the text Nevada Grenchen and Deathmaster one thousand meters glows in the dark as well. It just seems kind of silly to call this like the the gray glow if it doesn't really do that <laughs> i'm trying to figure out if we missed something because the description is a new extra loom filled way to enjoy the funky good looks of nevada grenchen and i'm like am i missing something i mean i i, I don't know there's nothing that i can find it distinguishes this really from any of the other ones other than the fact that it's a gray dial and it's in collaboration with Houdinki. All right. I don't know. I, I, again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, I always fall back on the idea that I could be a complete idiot and miss something. So I, I always leave room for that, but. And it, oh, and did you know how many they're doing? Um, Let me guess. 75. Wow, it was way less than I was gonna guess. So it was yeah. by yeah, by order. Price one's good though at nine fifty, so it's under a thousand. I mean, that's kind of like seventy five pieces. They in, I mean, they're already all gone. I mean, they, they they've been gone. So sorry to anybody who wants one. Check Chrono twenty four for four times the price. Um, or just buy one yeah. of the other eight hundred thousand. Yeah. So here, so here we go. But some of the most intriguing updates. To this particular model can only be seen in the dark. Step out of light, and you'll find that each element on the dial glows a vibrant hue of green, from the Art Deco indices to the lollipop hour hand and pip on the bezel. Even the small text on the dial has been finished in a generous coating of superluminova, a playful hidden touch of an already quirky watch. So it's literally the same. It's just now the dial text glows. I'm like, guys, what? Do a little better. Do a little better than that. No, I, I blame Houdinki. I do. So you think this is them. a marketing? You think this is a marketing ploy? Well, I, Houdinki doesn't like any any of these brands to do too many crazy things. Like I'm sure Nevada probably wanted to do something really funky, and Houdinki's like, "Yeah, but that's just not our listenership." You know, we got to make sure that we do something that's going to be a real collaboration. So what what color want to make this? Uh, gray. Yeah, <laughs> like Danny Milton's soul. All right, all right. I guess I think we beat that one up enough that we we can move I, I, on. Look, I do love the watch. I just don't market it as this amazing thing if it doesn't actually do the thing, you know? Yeah, that, and that that's a weird thing that's been happening a lot lately. Like, because how many how many watches have we seen, or, or that you and I have passed back and forth privately, where we're like. Didn't they make this already? Yeah. And it's like a release, and they're like, you'll never guess what we did. And it's like, dude, you, you already make this. <laughs> Brightly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, I know you forgot about the car editions that we released two years ago, but now they're back with in-house movements. 
So go and get them. Oh, by the way, they're more expensive. Mind blown. But yeah, like, like okay. you already made this. This isn't new. And it's like, okay, now what? And then we're like, hey, remember that really awesome aviator watch that was too big at 46 millimeters? Well, boom, you get the same watch now in 42 millimeters. I'm like, I I uh I must be taking crazy pills. Yeah, it's it's been a strange, strange year. Strange year overall. We'll, yeah, we'll just leave uh, it at that. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um look into 2024. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> um we we've mentioned them before in an episode in a, in the theme of an episode. Um, I believe you brought them up, uh talking to Habering, and yeah. they have an interesting I guess the mono <laughs> pusher, you'd call it, right? Yeah, it's a mono pusher for sure. But it's not necessarily it says doppel 38 but it's not a doppel chrono yeah so in 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 and bro and i had to do some research okay because there's a lot of conflicting information filibuster before the show (laughs) we started extra late tonight because we're trying to figure out if haybring is actually doing what haybring is saying it's doing um so interestingly enough this new haybring squared uh Chrono Felix is part of their Doppel Chrono line. And basically these are 38-ish cases um, that are all different types of sizes or all different types of styles, I should say. And this one happens to be more of a military version watch, kind of inspired by, from what I understand, Richard Habring's time at IWC when he was working there in the 90s. So basically, he designs this timepiece. It's more of a military version. It coincides with a watch they already had uh, called the Irwin, which is a time-only piece, not a chrono. But essentially, what you're getting here is a mono-pusher chronograph with a 30-minute totalizer and a unique complication at the 9 o'clock position. Now, the one thing that Bro and I cannot confirm or deny because we physically have not seen this watch and I still don't know what they cost. I really don't know who carries them. I don't know who buys them, but I see them on Instagram every once in a while, but they're there. We did have a listener tell us that they cost an X amount of range, but never seen it. So, Hey, if you can go and buy a brain, go, go buy one. Regardless, long story short, there's a unique complication at nine o'clock where within the circular part of the nine digit itself, there's a little red indicator that flashes every 2.5 seconds to let the wearer know that their watch is currently running. Now, the thing I did not know, and we cannot confirm, is whether or not that happens consistently or if it only happens when the chronograph is actually engaged. And I think it's the former because this is a manual one watch with a mono pusher chronograph outside of the large second hand for the mono pusher chronograph there's really no other way to indicate that the watch is still running <laughs> unless you wait and see if your hands are moving and especially it being a manual wind that could be important uh, to let the user know hey your watch is starting to slow down or hey you know it's not it's no longer performing because it ran out of power maybe that's what it is Regardless, we saw a video that it does flutter and does do do its little thing. Um, it's flashing the little red indicator every 2.5 seconds when the chronograph is engaged, but we don't know if it happens all the time. So there you go. It's a cool watch. 
I don't know if that complication is particularly that useful. Um, and I don't know if that has any drain on power reserve at all to operate that complication every 2.5 seconds. But uh, I could be wrong. But again, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I know we had to do some reading because I wasn't sure exactly what the point of that was. Because, uh, again, <laughs> just lurking – well, just looking at it, you know, there are some – mono pushers and things that have these wacky complications where it'll yeah. it'll use the second hand both as a regular old second hand that goes around the dial and then also as uh you know has the ability to be used for the the chronograph the chrono, yeah so yeah. i was thinking maybe the the little red would flash on and off to show you that you were using one function versus the other because maybe it's moving all the time and that and that and that would make sense but there's nothing that that we can find at least that would indicate to that right so i was trying to just put it together in a logical way in my in my <laughs> busy head here and make it make sense but that that was that was what i came up with and apparently yeah. I, I don't think that's right but who knows <laughs> if you guys are around and you can find a habring and you can confirm this for us please let us know that would be great um but uh the watch is really good looking you know, from a military perspective, um, the movement is beautifully decorated on the back. Now it's more of an industrial design, but it's a heavily modified uh, caliber, but very, very, very well finished. Um, there's a lot of circular graining here. There's a lot of brushing, but it's a industrial finish that you can tell has been meticulously reworked. Um, so good on Habring. I like the watch design. If I was looking for a 38 millimeter mono pusher chronograph that's a military watch, I certainly would buy this one. <laughs> Very Nuance. specific. Nuance. <laughs> Nuance, baby. Nuance. I'm here for it. All right. Last up, and this is one that has been, from what I've seen, this has been met with a lot of positivity because it's kind of an oddball for our little sector of the universe here. Um, so this is a watch by typically a fashion brand right louis vuitton has so put out this right now has put out this tambour um people seem to like it comes in like i think it's white blue um it it has some interesting characteristics right the bracelet is definitely interesting the mm -hmm. overall look isn't bad yeah um people seem to think it's neat uh it kind of reminds me that not physically but in in concept of the um, Hermes watch that came out not that long yes, ago, yes, right? Yes. People were kind of like, this is neat. This is neat. I can get behind this, right? So mm -hmm. you're starting to see, I think, efforts from both sides to sort of meet in the middle. Like, I think you're you're seeing the, the watch nerds being like, I might be able to get behind one of these. And then the brands being like, maybe we should make something that's not a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, or a gimmick. Yeah, or or a horrible gimmick, right? Or, or a giant... A watch with a skull on it and a snake coming out of its eye but <laughs> but um oh, yeah pe people seemed people seem to like this um i'm gonna be straight i think part of buying watches for me is kind of i don't know kind of identifying with with the, the brands themselves a little bit like I, I just don't think I don't think I'm I'm Louis, you know, I don't think I'm Hermes. I I mean, I don't even really think I'm modern Rolex. I mean, I like all their older stuff that was kind of clunky and and 
purpose driven. Like their their more jewelry stuff is not really me. You know, so like as far as that goes, I don't think I could ever see myself getting into this. Yeah. Like no matter, I guess even no matter how nice this watch is, I don't think it would, I, I don't think I could ever cave on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm sure other people kind of feel the same way. Like there's certain just identifiable um, things that I like about brands and, and that kind of draw me to them. And, I think part of that is a, a re- maybe being relatable and coming from, you know, high fashion. That's for me, that is not relatable. So, yeah, I would completely agree with that. I mean, look, I will say this given, you know, the sum of its parts and what we see here and uh, kind of the the overall representation of this watch, I think it's well executed from a sum of its parts aspect. Right, I think it's certainly well executed. I think it's an attractive looking watch. I I wouldn't go so far as to say it's my favorite watch ever made, but it is an attractive looking watch. Um, and I think it's a step in the right direction for for Louis Vuitton to 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 really be focused in as being a watchmaker, which historically they have not been. Right. They've typically produced, like you said, you know, very high horology pieces. They're not for the every person. They're very avant-garde. They're very gimmicky in most cases. I mean, we were just talking last week about the only watch version where where it's got Albert Einstein's face on it. Um interesting design. I mean, they, they do some funky stuff. But I think this is something that is a lot more democratic in the sense that this is going to be attractive to more people. Uh, and that's maybe what they're going for. As far as the design, I think, you know, integrated steel sports watches are still very much in fashion. Um, I can see here that it has a lot of inspiration from maybe other classical pieces. Um, I know you said that you were talking about Hermes. Uh, I'm sorry, not yeah, Hermes with the uh, with their, you know, kind of sports watch, which I think was a really cool launch into the watch world. Um, I can kind of see some Octo Finissimo style motif design here, but I think the most impressive thing for me is the movement. Um, it's a really, really beautiful mo- movement in the sense that it's very well decorated. It's got a frosted finish with beveled edges around, and I do love the fact that it has a unique golden micro rotor. And I would do like that they were able to kind of incorporate you know, the LV motif, if you will, into the finishing of the rotor itself and left everything else alone. Sometimes these fashion brands get too much into themselves. Yes. They get too, and that's the perfect way to say it. They get heavy handed. And I think this watch is particularly attractive because it looks like it was done with some type of reservation in mind. It was trying to be something a little bit more simplistic. And I think, you know, this is probably going to be a very popular watch for Louis Vuitton. I don't know if it's going to be very accessible for most people at over 19,000 euros. Um, so let's just call it $20,000 US. But, hey, you know, sometimes there's people with more money than cents and they'll, they'll buy it just because it says Louis Vuitton. So, do I love this watch? Like you, it's just not my style. K 
can I appreciate the kind of design concept that went into creating something like it? Sure. That's cool. Whatever. Doesn't phase me one way or the other, really. Yeah, I mean it's effort, right? It's it, it's an effort. It's not like a exactly. It's an effort to make something that's legitimate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Right. I think that's it on the new stuff. Um you know what this week uh I guess since it's I guess since you have sort of a tie to this topic uh anecdotally, why don't why don't you bring this one in and we'll uh We'll have at it with yeah, what's rest, so, uh, left with the rest, rest of the show here. Yeah. So basically, I had a buddy of mine who I've met through some some interesting an interesting way. But basically, he bought his first luxury watch. It was kind of funny because I was texting with him, and he's a huge Omega Seamaster guy. And I happened to be at my local AD looking at one. I'm like, look, they have it here if you want it. Um, I'll tell them to put it aside for you, and you should come and get it. I'd be happy to be here when you buy it. And basically, he's like, ah, you know, he's like, as much as I want that watch, he's like, you know, me with my business, because he does ha own his own business. He's like, I just can't do the, you know, five to $6,000 price point watch right now. He's like, I got too much money tied up in my business. What are some other suggestions? So I was kind of talking with the salespeople there, and I was like, look, this is what he's kind of looking at. And we had kind of set aside a few different watches, and they got to the point where I had to leave, but he said, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to find something. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to buy it. Okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I've heard that one before. You know, how many of my friends are actually going to go out there and actually buy the thing, you know? So he comes back and he sends me a wrist shot, which I told him to do if he actually bought it. And he sends me a wrist shot of him wearing this watch. And it was completely the opposite of what I thought he was going to get. Now, originally, because he was looking at a Seamaster, I was like, okay. We're looking for something that's a little bit less expensive, still a very nice watch, still a very quality piece. And so I put him, you know, in his head at least, uh, I was thinking, you know, long jeans, right? Maybe it's something like a Tudor, something like that, right? And uh, he decided to go into the store and he would look at the Hydra Conquest from Long Jeans and they, the version I had sent him, they had just sold it. So he, they didn't have it in stock anymore. And he ends up buying a long jeans chronograph. Really nice looking piece, but more on the dressy side. Mm. And he texts me a wrist shot. And he's like, hey, I did it. I did the thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't think this was actually going to happen. But then he starts asking me all these questions. And he's like, hey, how do I use this? You know, what should I be cautious about in terms of, like, water resistancy? You know, you know, can I wear this every day? You know, I'm not, you know, if I don't wear it every day, should I get a winder? You know, all of these different questions. And it got, to, it got me to thinking, I was like, you know what? Being somebody who's somewhat of a seasoned collector, you forget these things, right? Like we forget that we learned these things or that somebody told us these things along the way. And so I kind of threw the idea to bros. I was like, you know what? Why don't we just do an episode where we just address a few common things that are out there in the industry as far as you know use and care and ownership of getting your first luxury watch if we do have some new listeners that are joining us for the first time uh and are kind of cautious about that or some maybe some dispelling some myths um about what we hear and what we see in the, in the watch industry so uh yeah i think uh if it's cool with you bro i'll start it off um 
basically you get your first watch. What do you do next? Right. And for me, there's been a lot of different people that have asked this question to me over the years. Um, especially when it comes to spending money on extra stuff, like, okay, you buy the watch, you know, you're going to need to spend some money. What do you do next? I think the most important thing that you should figure out is learning how to use and care for your timepiece. It's probably one of the most important things that you will ever need to do, especially if you plan on collecting. Most watches will operate pretty similarly, but it's important to make sure that you know how to use and operate certain things like chronographs, right? <laughs> like his first watch is a chronograph, which amazing, but it comes with some inherent issues, well, right? I mean, how many times do you go to the boutique and they have to tell the people who are playing with the chronographs, hey, don't push that while it's running. Yeah. Right? So so big thing, operation of chronographs, since we're already talking about it. You know, you have to be very cognizant about your chronograph because what you have now is a timepiece that has extra holes cut in its case, right. okay, yep. to allow these pushers to operate. So not only do you have one for the crown, but you have one for both pushers. Um, it's very important that when you're running your chronograph, and typically, this is the way it's done for, let's say, 98% of the watches out there. There's a few left-handed chronographs that are that are backwards. But for all chronographs, where typically buttons are on the right-hand side of the case. Your top button is always going to be start and stop. And your bottom button will typically be your reset button. Right. Now, here's the thing. What bro is talking about is you have to make sure on most chronographs right. that you physically stop. If you start the chronograph function, you have to physically stop it before you can reset it correct because if you don't you will damage the movement the only exception to this is if you have a movement with a flyback function something like a blanc pond something like a brigade those types of high caliber watches that offer that complication um we talked about air rain that has a has a flyback complication as well Regardless, though, you will know if it has a flyback complication because they're extremely rare and not common. Most of your watches are not going to have a flyback. So um, make sure you stop your chronographs from running yes. uh, uh, before you reset them back to zero. The other thing to keep in mind, too, is how you can use your chronograph in an active situation. My buddy's chronograph is a little bit more on the dressy side. So I told him when it comes to water resistancy, it's not a watch that you're really going to want to swim around in, go in the pool, that kind of thing. It's more of an evening out type of piece, especially because the pushers, they're, it's not a dive watch. There's no diving pushers on this watch. So it's very important, too, that you pay attention to something like that because you need to be cognizant. Okay, if I'm in a situation where I could find myself in and around a large body of water, can my watch also handle that situation? And typically, it's not you you have to worry about. It's your drunk Uncle Ted who likes to make an ass of himself at the party. He's going to throw you in the pool and make you look like a fool, right? That's the guy you got to worry about. That sounds like a personal story. I'm not going to lie to you. Actually, I literally just made that up. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody <laughs> named Ted. But... I was waiting for drunk Uncle Ted <laughs> to come but out no. here. But no, uh, I mean, it's kind of something to, to keep in mind because sometimes it's not you that, that you have to worry about. It's the situation. Like I saw a bunch of posts about that. Uh, was it uh, somebody Ruben's white party that happened like over the weekend or July oh, 4th? Yeah. 
you know, I, I don't even know who this guy is, but a bunch of people went to it. I saw it pop up on our on our wrist cheese page. Yeah, my uh, my my not, a friend of mine who is a non-watch guy sends me things like that because he he thinks that's like a a thing that we would enjoy. And I'm like, dude, these are these are posers. I was like, I don't yeah. want to see. I don't want to see. These so watch it's just people. a bunch of people wearing like expensive watches. Maybe some of them are fake. Maybe some of them are real. But they're a bunch of cloud chasers having fun. Tom Brady's talking to Kim Kardashian. Weird things are happening. <laughs> Regardless. I saw a post from one of these, you know, watch clout chaser pages. And this guy was like, oh, look at Jay-Z's like super rare Patek, you know, chronograph. I'm like, that is literally the last watch I'd wear to a drunk party. Like a priceless Patek. Yeah. I mean, not that That's he a situation. cares, but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I know he doesn't care. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. And it's not like. Patek's not just going to take care of it for him. Right. Right. Let's be honest. But we're not Jay-Z. Okay. Um, but I was just like, of all the watches that you could flaunt at a white party, you were all white and then you were a gold Patek vintage chronograph to get at a party, to be at a party. It's probably got water. It's probably got you know, drunken shenanigans like... And again, sometimes it's not you that you have to worry about. It's everyone else around you. Some guy wants to get in a fight. Like, are you going to like, hold on, bro. Let me take off my vintage paddock before we we dust down. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's all these things that you have to consider that are extraneous to the situation. I just thought that that was, that was pretty funny. Vintage paddock. So what about you? What, about, what do you think? Well, immediately when you said to me, like you buy your first luxury watch, what's next? The first thing that comes to my mind is how long before the next one? Ah, yes, yes, yes. And and I, I know it's coming. He, that's the worst part. And you know what? He's not going to consult you about this one. He's like, all right, now I know what I like. I'm a pro. I'm yes. going to go seek the next one out myself. And then you're just going to get a wrist shot one day and you're going to be like, no, no, no. <laughs> but you might. It's a it, there's a there's a decent proposition there that it might it might go sideways. But also, he's gonna be on the hunt now, and that's yeah. No, that's I what it is. I, I told I told him I was like, "Welcome to Watch Fam officially," and he's like, "Uh, and now get ready for the next one." That's literally what I told him because I know this is how it happens, right? Like you get your first piece, you see the movement, you run the chronograph, you're super excited, you know, you take it out, you know, with your date or whatever. And it becomes the thing. And like now you're like, okay, well, now I get a dress watch. Now I need a sport watch. Now I need a GMT. Like you just start making up excuses for owning things. Yep. And uh and it will happen. You're absolutely right. So that's that was the first thing that comes to my mind. But um it you know, it there's a funny thing you come to accept, I think, as somebody who enjoys things like this. And you don't you don't really get it at first. But I feel like nothing can make you feel both more or less significant in any given situation, right? Because you're that guy. You're you're your buddy right now, right? You bought mm-hmm. this this sweet dressy watch, right? Yeah, it's a chronograph. It's got some functions. It's it's it looks good enough to wear dressed up, right? He's rocking that thing, and he he thinks he's the bee's knees, right? He thinks he's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. shit, right? Yeah. So he, he feels awesome, but also, like literally nobody cares. <laughs> you know, 
almost yeah. next to nobody is looking at it and they they don't really give a damn you know they might just glance at it and, and keep on their way but nothing will make you both feel like the shit and also like you also somehow come to a realization that also nobody is looking at it yeah you know it's it's a funny little well i i, I, I would say paradox this. or what but it's I, and, and maybe, maybe, but you know, I think a lot of it too is attributed to like the average normie doesn't look us sick and twisted watch people. Like, I don't know about you, but I look at it. Oh, we look, does. we look, you know, like, but the average person probably is not checking it out, you know, because the average person's like, oh, look, this dude's wearing a Timex or a fossil or something like that. And nothing against that. I mean, we love those brands, right? Um, but. You're right. You know, sometimes the average person just, they don't get it. They don't look. They don't check it out. Right. And then even then, the average person doesn't know. Right. You, yeah. Look, the average person might know Patek Philippe. They might know. Maybe. Oh, That's a stretch. But they're becoming, you know, but I'm saying they get they get mentioned in songs. You know, it's like... uh like my my yeah, mother-in-law knows, knows who Patek Philippe is, and she's not she's not even that big in a jewelry. She just knows them from pop culture, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But like for example, you could be wearing a, a Langa and nobody would know, and that's you know a monster of a watch. Yeah. No, you're right. You are absolutely right. So it's funny. It's just funny. That's all. Yeah. So then I think when it comes to kind of the ownership aspect of things, I would say you got to decide for yourself how often you're going to wear this piece. And this is a question that he asked to me because I know what he does for work. It's a it's a manual labor type job. He's like, there's no way that I can wear this to work. Yep. He's like, it's just not going to happen. He's always like, hey, do you think I need a winder? Which to him, I always say, I told him, I was like, look, I don't typically recommend it, but given the situation for you and your lifestyle and what you do, knowing that this is going to be a watch you're going to wear on more off occasions than daily occasions, I would say, okay, yeah, this probably makes sense for you. You know, make sure that you keep it on a winder, make sure that you set it properly and let it roll. Send him a couple of different versions. Um, Wolf one being my my ultimate pick, but you know those are those are not cheap uh, winders, but they are good for a reason. Um, and I just let them know, hey, you know, you wear the watch, enjoy it, keep it wound. When you're not wearing it, throw it on a winder, and that way it'll keep it running and everything like that. Because that's the other thing too, especially when you get into the watch space. Like if you don't really know how to wind and set your watch, sometimes it can be super intimidating, and you just don't wear it because you're like, I can't, I can't do it, I can't set it. You know, I mean, my uh, buddy who who I got the the PRX for mm-hmm. the other day, right? Thirty days in June, he comes up. He goes, "Hey, uh, it it's on thirty one. What do I do?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna show you real quick. You're gonna pull the crown out. We're gonna move the hands until it jumps to the first. I was like, feel it. There's two clicks. One, two. I'm like, you want to go to one? Okay. All right. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and sometimes that, sometimes that can be a deterrent. And we just do it instinctually because we've done it for so many years. But somebody brand new to this, they're like, I don't 
I don't know. And and let's be honest. Sometimes it's completely the salesperson's fault. The salesperson sells them the watch and they don't show them how to set it. They don't explain they don't explain to them use and care or any of these things. And so it ends up becoming this thing where like the guy's like, I don't know how to use this thing. It was working when I bought it, and now it's not working. It's too hard to fuss with, and blah, 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 blah. Right? So the idea is maybe you use a winder, maybe you don't. But um, keep in mind, this has always been my general rule of thumb. If you're somebody whose lifestyle dictates where you're only going to wear that particular timepiece on a special occasion, maybe a winder is is necessary if you don't want to fuss with its setting. The other avenue here that I've always told people is my own personal advice. If the watch takes you longer than 20 seconds to set or that you have to make calculations in order to set it, then that might, that might constitute a wonder. Something like a moon phase, uh, annual calendar, perpetual calendar, those yeah. types of things where you could literally damage it by setting it incorrectly or set it, you know, in the case of a, a perpetual calendar. I don't. Did I ever tell you this story? If you set a perpetual like IWC wrong, it sent it back to the factory so they can. Oh yes, you did. It. You did say that. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a salesperson that I met one time that told me that they did that on accident. Wow. And they were they were like trying to sell it to the client, and then they had to send it in for service because right in front of the client they screwed it up. <sighs> <laughs> so. If you're not going to wear it often, winder, okay. If it's complicated and it requires more time than your average watch to to set, winder, okay. For me, <clears throat> most of my watches are time-only watches or time-and-date watches, so, so they're fairly quick to set. And it's okay to leave them sitting. Because keep in mind, even though you may not be wearing that watch, if it's on a winder, it's still being worn. Wear and tear. So keep in mind that that is the caveat with owning a winder. Is mechanical watches are okay to let them sit for a while. Maybe not an extended period of time, but you know, a few months, a few weeks, it's not going to kill the movement. Most watches use modern-day lubrication. It's not going to really have any type of effect. You might notice a small inconsistency in accuracy within maybe the first 24 to 48 hours as the oils kind of rework themselves with the movement, but it's going to be so imperceptible, nobody's going to notice unless you're tracking it by the second, which at that point you're a psychopath and you need to seek help. But normal day-to-day stuff, not going to affect anything. Just use it, right? Um, Yeah. If not, it's still being worn, and it's going to have wear and tear. And that service interval might come faster than you realize because the winder is doing the wearing and not you. So if you can wear it, wear it. There you go. Yeah, one thing, I don't even know. If it's, not, it's not even one thing. It's I guess it's a collection of ideas that I, I always kind of laugh about that kind of pertain to this is, is sort of... um. And I guess it's, it might be an ego thing or a narcissism thing, but it's it's like so somebody you you buy you buy that watch right, and now you're already thinking about like the interactions I will have because I own this right, <laughs> yes, right? The yes, people yes, that will yes, care yes. about my collection or Dead my collecting watch, habits yes. or what I'm doing, right? 
um what 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 this watch is saying about me to other people right like there's like this romantic fantasy that goes on yeah yeah somewhere and and you laugh because then then you realize it's really not it's really not a thing it's really not common <laughs> and yes it's definitely not common that is no, for sure no and you'll you'll have interaction it's it'll happen eventually but it's just it's funny that we romanticize about these things and, and you, you're preparing for them and yes. they're so few oh, and far this between. Pope Prof? Well, yes, you have a keen eye. You must be a collector. I, listen, I won't say it's never happened. It has happened to me. I've of told course, you, it's happened. It's, especially where you live, because there's a lot. There's a lot higher concentration of of people that are in the watches where you where you are, like in your just general vicinity. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the wild west out where I'm at. Right, and I mean, even one time, the I think one of the last times I went, I went to. Uh, uh, one of the local cigar lounges. I was in there. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm at the counter paying and the guys behind me, I hear the guy say Grand Seiko and I happen to be wearing it. I'm like, all right, well now I have to turn around because this is, yeah, this is never going to happen again. And, and the funny part is I think, I think they were talking about, if not the season, something along the lines of it, you know, I know I own the season. So I was like, Hey, I don't mean to be that guy. I said, but, there are very few times in my life I've ever heard somebody verbally say the words Grand Seiko that I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah. they, they were just talking about, you know, just kind of everything up and down, but I, you know, I don't know how, how deep the rabbit hole went. I didn't, you know, introduce myself as, as, as bro or anything, but um, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. But I've, you know, I've had, so I've had some interesting and, and sometimes fun interactions, but I mean, that's over. How many years of ownership? <laughs> yeah, they're very few and far between, for sure. Very so few and it, far it's between. It's just funny. It's just funny the little the little joke of uh, a scenario that we'll drum up for ourselves. You know, like yeah. I I am going to be ready for this moment, and I'm going to be cool and collected, and I'm going to seem like such an aficionado, right? Like, <laughs> sometimes you just have to dive in, though. Like I have also found that, like, I remember there was this. Um, this interaction. This has to have been six years ago now. I was sitting at a at a barber shop, getting you know, waiting to get my hair cut, and this guy walks in, and he's straight up looking like Dirk Pitt, you know, scrungy, long hair, you know, out in the sun, you know, fishing shirt, sandal. Like this guy looked like he walked off a sailboat, you know, and he's wearing an orange doxa. Just like, bam, just like you see it. Hard to miss. Tan skin, just like exactly how you picture. If you're not familiar with Dirk Pitt, go look him up. But exactly how you picture Dirk Pitt coming off his sailboat, doing a dive, you know, all these crazy things. And he's so wearing was, this did, bright orange. Did McConaughey suit. play him? Yes. Okay. So in Sahara. Go. Yes. In Sahara. That, yeah, exactly. So that that's that's exactly what you're seeing here, right? And this dude comes and sits down. And at this barbershop, you can go and grab a beer and, you know, you can wait and everything like that. And uh, I just, I, I, basic is one of those things where, like, he's sitting on the other side of this room. It's a small little waiting area. And I'm kind of in the center. And I just keep staring at his watch because, like, I'm trying to find my my move, you know. And I get up to grab another beer. And he's like, hey, man, can you grab me one? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, 
And that's when I just turned around and was like, dude, I just got to let you know I love your doxa. And he's like, oh. And it started this whole conversation about where he's been sailing and diving all over the world. Exactly what you think. Uh, but just this whole thing. And it's just like, it was probably up until that time, the only one I had ever seen in the wild. Like, ever. And this is many years before I even owned my own personal doxa. So it was even more rare at that time. So this dude was like, he was about it. You know, like this was the adventure watch. And uh, it was very cool. That guy had been all over the world and he was just getting a haircut and drinking a beer with me. So sometimes you just got to go for it if you're going to initiate the conversation. Yeah, the uh, appro- approach anxiety, man. It's a real thing. Yeah, you know, it is It is a thing. Apparently, as a complete sidebar now, did you know that like that's like a real problem with Gen Z? Like they don't know how to talk to people in real life. Well, especially after being cooped up in your house for two and a half years, that'll do it to you. I'm sure that didn't help. But even still, it's like there's these whole things as like how to approach people IRL. You know, it's like it, it's not IRL. It's just in real life. Like just go talk to somebody and stop being weird. <laughs> that was <laughs> so <laughs> the other day. <laughs> the other day, my, my buddy who I, I, I bought the TSO for, he, he gets a text from one of his his employees. And it just says, hey. I want to quit. So there you go. <laughs> like one year old kid. I want to quit. Thanks. Okay. I guess I will die now. <laughs> Crap your shit and get out. But yeah, and, and and as a as another sidebar, there's this thing I, I learned about recently where these people are wearing like different colored silicone bands, like rings. They look kind of like the workout rings, but apparently like there's this whole new culture thing that like depending on what color silicone band you wear, it's whether or not you are single, taken in a oh, in it's a, a it's a stoplight party. Situation. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, what? what just go face rejection like every other grown person ever did in their life. You know, like it's not that bad. One advice I one piece of advice that somebody told me one time. He's like, if you go up to a woman and she absolutely flat out rejects you, you're exactly where you started, which is at zero. Ever since then, I was like, he's absolutely right. So get rid of the approach anxiety. See, now I think, hear me out here. I think the developer of that system is somebody who does not want to be approached. And they invented the system to put the red silicon band on. So that they will not get approached ever again. And so that everybody else knows not to approach them. Maybe. Where, where the system is pitched the other way around it, to inspire hope for people to be like, oh, yeah, everybody just wants to mingle. No, I think it's the other person. I think I think the person who doesn't want to be bothered is the person who invented this system. Take off your tinfoil hat. <laughs> Bro, take off your tinfoil conspiracy hat. I don't know. Maybe you're right. It's for all the... Uh, the uh... What do they call them? Um, not recluses. What what what's that word? Uh, people that don't want to be like hermits. To. <laughs> no, not hermits. I mean, technically yes, but um, oh god, there's like a category. Somebody introverts. Yes, thank you. Okay. Introverted people. They're like, yeah, we just want to be ourselves and just never talk to anybody else but our plants. I'm like, okay, maybe. But talking to people is fun. It's a good time. Well, that'll bring that'll bring me to my to my last one, if you will. Um, and that is, if you do hang around long enough, 
you will meet other people just as crazy and delusional as you, and you will have a pretty great time. I, I think like that, that I think that's the inspiring message is if you hang out long enough, you will find your people. Yeah, we're all weird. I mean, bro and I literally dedicated 89 weeks. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's weeks. Mm, it is. It's weeks of our life to doing something and talking to strangers on the internet. And you have multiple pages dedicated to this. Yeah. <laughs> With very I'm over here just like hanging it, out, just kind of like <laughs> casually in, in the in the DMs on our own page sometimes. But you have multiple pages dedicated to this. And you're right. I think one of the most refreshing aspects of, of watch ownership is understanding that there is a community out there. And it's funny that you have this as your last one because I had something kind of similar to it. I think you said it better than than I could. But uh, essentially, there's a community out there for you. And don't don't lose hope that you'll find people to to share that commonality with or that can help you kind of guide you in your in your journey and uh, find who those people are and gravitate to them and and stick on them and 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 be with them because they will help guide you. Because I think all of us at some point had somebody to help kind of push us whether it was an actual person or you know a blogger or a reviewer or something that can help kind of shape us and uh, in, in terms of what we like. So um, go out there, find it, search for community. Don't be a douche at a watch event. Just going to kind of say that as well. Like if you do a meetup, don't be, be, be humble, be courteous, be nice. Don't be a jerk. Don't be, be respectful with other people's watches. Yes. Please be respectful. Maybe we should do an episode on, on etiquette. Watch meetup meet <laughs> etiquette. That would be fun. <laughs> if somebody comes out first, but then God, we're being listened too much. Anyway, maybe watch meetup etiquette is next. Who knows? But that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to add? No, Some last no, little nuggets. That was the cherry on top because I, 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 I do, like I do always like to end these in a, in a bit of a hopeful manner as opposed to just kind of like uh taking the piss out of things but realistically you do meet the people eventually that you want to surround yourself with and and it's funny next thing you know you, you know you, you know each other's kids or you know each other's um like other like real life friends or whatever it might be it's just it's or you strange travel ha- halfway across the country and, and eat cocoa in their kitchen that's right that's right <laughs> And you have an amazing meal, and you'll never forget it for the rest of your life. That's right. How many people could say that? <laughs> there you go. So that's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So next week, big nine zero. Oh my god, I'm scared. Crazy to the think pressure. about. Yep. The pressure. But it's gonna be fun. Yep. So check back in. We'll be here. We'll see you then. Good night, folks. Take care, guys.